1: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
2: You're listening to Comedy Central. Now hiring. Panicked shoppers in Shanghai, China rushed the exits of an Ikea Uh after it was realized that someone in the store tested positive for COVID-19 and Chinese authorities rushed to lock down the store and force everyone inside into a mandatory two week quarantine. Mm. Mm. Now, Mm. I'm not going to tell you how to get your money, but if you know your partner got caught up in a, a quarantine sting, that motherfucker ain't going to be at work for two weeks. Go get his job. What? Yeah, it's an opening. Go get his job.
3: It's cutthroat in these streets, Jacqueline.
2: Multiple videos on social media show customers yelling and pushing each other in an attempt to escape the building before the doors close. You know, they don't fuck with that COVID in China, Jacqueline.
4: That's what I'm hearing you say, because they they still do two weeks. And we're like, three days, if you feel better, come back to the office.
2: Two weeks, they board motherfuckers up into their apartment oh. building. Like, it's some unlawful level, oh, two people positive in your apartment building? Bet, can't nobody leave. Oh. Everybody stay here. We're going to bring you food, nigga.
3: And put that on top of the fact that China also uses social currency. So having something like COVID or something like that, if you they face scan everything. So if you try to go to the train and all that stuff is linked. So if you have a COVID or something like that, not only do you not get to keep it to yourself, but when you walk in the middle of the street, everybody in your city knows that you got COVID because it shows your face up on the screen. <laughs> <It's> terrible! <laughs> oh. You can't hide nothing over there. You gotta hide for two weeks because they ain't gonna let you hide. Oh my lord.
2: My name is Roy. This is my job, fam. I don't know what day you're listening to us, but do know that we record and post this show on Wednesdays. It is the best day of the week, arguably, next to Sundays in the fall. Why? Because football. Oh,
4: what. okay. You know, I... T-
2: he is uh, New Jersey Youth Football Coach of the Week, is voted by his son...
5: Plays for his team. Oh no.
2: He is Sir Ralph the Third. Sir Ralph the Third, how's it going out there with the uh youth football preparation as we get ready for football season? The boy. The boy Ralph is, the fourth?
3: Uh, Yeah, no, nah, he's he's in there. there. He's he's uh he decided to play center yesterday uh for the season. So um he's he's looking forward right, to it, man. Real he's shit. Looking forward to okay. it. Okay. The only real problem, um, and I say this respectfully to anybody who's going in this from play field. We're literally out there practicing with, like, cones and, like, empty Coke cans. Like, there is no, like, equipment whatsoever. So, you know, trying to get the kids to understand, like, you know, hey, when you put the pads on, you got to learn how to hit somebody and instead of trying to pawn them. is going to be interesting. But for the most part, it's Now, fun.
2: why is this a lack of funding? Is this to prepare? <laughs> is this a sense of minimalist coaching? Why are we... <laughs>
3: It would be wonderful. I had like, to answer to like either one lit. of those questions. It's, I have no answers to either one of those questions. It's it's um. There's definitely a town rivalry afoot. I'm not going to front about that. Uh, there are two teams in the same town, and one of the teams I'll say is a little bit more organized, and they also have the key to the goddamn equipment room. So you know they have you all these different day practices, when we show up, you know. Oh, calm but enough. Absolutely not.
2: What? Absolutely
3: I'm not. absolutely calm enough for this job. Weed is legal in Jersey. I'm good. I'm fine. It's great. I'm, I'm not the one you got to worry about, to be I'm honest. Just
4: thinking about that Texas thing, because that's been all over the news. So just stay calm.
3: Oh, yeah. No, nah, no. Nah. Yeah. yeah, no. I'm not the one you got to worry about. Fortunately, this is yeah, New Jersey. So the, the fathers that are on the field helping, nothing in comparison to the mothers on the sideline. They the violent ones. You got to watch the moms. It's the moms. We, yeah, we're that's good. That's a
2: terrible story. The brother of an NFL yeah. player. Was it a coach yeah, or that? a ref he murdered?
3: Uh no, it was another coach that he murdered, actually. Um yeah. that whole
2: situation is
3: in front of kids yeah. over over a beef with the ref. Um
4: So silly. To
3: be real, to be real, one of the reasons that I initially didn't want to coach either of my children in any sports um was more about the crazy stories that I've been hearing about the parents and how that kind of stuff has change. Like, even to do this is a lot for me because I really uh, tried to avoid coaching both of my kids just for that reason.
2: Well, and to that point, though, what I will say is that doing anything with, with the kids, there is a degree of calm and bonding yes. that you get to do, and it gives you something to do. And That's what we're talking about this week, is wellness week. Yes. <laughs> Clearly, if you're pulling out a gun over a goddamn youth football game, you are not well. You're not no. very well at all. Um,
3: not very well but we want to
2: focus on people that do things that help to contribute to the idea of bettering yourself mm. remaining calm centering yourself we're going to talk to the CEO and founder of Calabash Tea nice who's we going to learn about sipping tea and all of that shit why'd you, and, you do know, your her head like that because that's when you're drinking classy tea that's how you're supposed to tilt your head
3: and, and you must leave your <laughs> pinky out your pinky must be out whether it's cold or hot, your, your pinky, pinky must out. be out. You totally must <laughs> drink your pinky out. If you're drinking loose leaf tea no. and you do not have your pinky no. out, you are doing it wrong.
2: No. no. You are doing it. Look at
3: this. See that? See that? Even cold. Pinky out. Mm.
2: The New York City artist come talk to us about the importance of smiling. And I'm very excited to talk to these two people during Scam of the Week about the scam that is the 40-hour work week. Mm. We're going to get into the origins of how the 40-hour... It's some bullshit on how the 40-hour work week even became a thing. Factory shit. But we're going to let them break that down for us, man. JG, when you are stressed, Jacqueline, how do you keep the job from stressing you? Even if it's a job you love, Mm -hmm. there's still going to be days.
4: Oh, absolutely. I just had a day.
2: Let me guess and tell me if I'm correct, okay. JG. I do think that you are a massage and manicure type person. Absolutely. Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Um, you don't drink? No. I don't think.
4: Not really. I do so like so Prosecco and I am a fan of, oh, what is it called? I just forgot it. They make them in Cuba. Who is No. <laughs>
3: Mojitos,
4: <laughs> mojitos, yes, More but cafe- not yes. with Sprite. I want it with real no. sugar water. Some people don't know how to yeah. make it. You can always tell when you, you go to a bad bar. The Southern
2: states is going on that you getting a mojito with a fucking Sprite. Somebody put Sprite <laughs> in it
4: one time, and I said, "Sir, they should take your license away from you."
2: What strip club were y'all shooting in? <laughs> right?
3: How do you know?
2: <laughs> it's it
3: in the the Club shit. <laughs> it's in the paint.
2: That's that literally sounds like some shit they were doing at strip club. It's like when they say we ain't got no ginger ale, but we can mix Sprite and Coke. Yeah, and like that's not, okay, but that's not that's ginger ale. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, I'm gonna make you a Moscow Mule, but with Coke and Sprite. That's oh wait, I do
4: like those too. We can't call them Moscow anymore, but I do like those. Those are the three things I'll drink if I'm gonna drink something.
2: What do we call them now? What What are we gonna it's, call them? It's just a mule, Miss Politico. It's just- Freedom Mules. <laughs> right that. Yeah, it's just a meal. Yes. So we're going to figure out ways
6: mm. to help
2: keep you well at work today, and our guests will all be in alignment with that North Star. Worst and first time, third, do you drink tea? You want but, to tea, people? Of course. That's all I drink not is loose like, leaf tea. Not Lipton. No, br- no. <laughs> Are you disrespecting me? Or what, grocery <laughs> store, what did I, I do to, to, to you go. to make you disrespect me? Like, no.
3: No. I, I ordered... I'd I love... You know I'm a huge tea person. I have like the different tins upstairs, and I have a strainer, and I got the little thing that you can put it in. And it'll from Tivana where it strains out your tea. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I tea? mess with tea, bro. I'm
2: a tea dude. Tea is worse than weed. It's it's too much. Go like tea is here's weed. The thing. What? Uh, weed? There's some weed teas too. What you mean? I make them. really. When I here's what happened, JG. Uh-huh. I became curious about tea. The, every black man remembers the black woman who introduced him to Starbucks. So we all got one. So the woman I was dating at the time, mm-hmm. she introduced me to Starbucks. She goes, You should have the passion fruit tea. And that that was oh. the first like non basic bitch, non Lipton tea yeah. I ever had. Was passion fruit tea at Starbucks. And I was like, this is really good. And then she's like, you could brew it at home. And then she had the leaves and the tin. I was like, I want more teas. Then she took me to Tevana. Oh, it yeah. It was a there were So many teas. I, like, my brain was just like, I just went back to Lipton. I was like, I can't. What? I don't even know which one to try first. Do I do the lemongrass? Oh, man. You can, like, you run across it wasn't a good so tea spot? Fi- yeah.
3: Tea. You run across a good tea place, man. There was a super dope uh tea spot back in D C that was owned by a sister that was right on the water. Um and it was just it was just the best smells and they have the best stories behind the teas as well. Like that's that's a part oh, of it. Oh, it's too. great. So what did you it's
4: do? Great. Are you still drinking trash tea?
2: Hell no! When oh. I got to the Daily Show. Trevor Noah put me on to all that good shit, and I, thank you, you Trevor need a Sherpa. It's like mm. drugs. You need somebody drugs. to walk <laughs> you through
3: tea. It is drugs.
5: So
2: we're talking wellness, and tea is an important part of that. And I'm thrilled to have the owner of someone who helps to curate these experiences for people. JG, who do we have on the we have- first?
4: actually a friend of yours and also someone who shares a college connection to you. So I wanna make sure you say her name appropriately, please.
2: Senyata Amen, Senyata Amen. Let the people know all about Senyata.
4: She is the owner of the DCT store, Calabash Tea and Tonic. She grew up a vegan and spent a great deal of time working in her parents' health food stores and juice bars in Harlem in the 70s and 80s. She's now a fifth generation master herbalist with Jamaican and Cuban roots. Fifth generation. I know she seasons the food. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. She cleans it too, because she got to do that. <laughs> and she boasts having the highest rated business on Yelp in the DMB
2: area.
5: Hello. Yes,
3: she
2: does. Yes, sir.
7: Hi, That's
5: everyone.
7: Hi, Roy. Yeah, raised in that oh.
2: wellness shit. I'm very curious. You know, when we talk about our first jobs and our mm-hmm. worst jobs. You know, considering your upbringing and being an herbalist and being brought up to be so health conscious about food and the relationship between the food, the body, and the mind. How do you end up selling pornos at a video store? To yeah. you, teenager. <laughs> Respectful. You know, With I would like. Renting porno.
7: <laughs> right. I'd like to say if I were selling them, it would have been better. They were just getting rented. <laughs> in Brought back sticky, you know, just sticky. Brought back sticky. But here's the thing: when I was growing up in New York, my parents owned a health food store. My mom was a Black Panther, you know. So these are very activist community people. And of course, when you're a teenager, you don't want to hear that shit. You're like, I, I'm not doing this. You can't never make me do health food. I won't do it. And so I went and got a job down the street from us at a health food, um, at a, at a video store. And that video store had that little curtain in the back.
3: Oh, I know about that blue curtain. (laughs) I know that curtain. You know what's over the curtain. You got to
2: describe it to me. I know about it.
7: And so I worked at this place. I was the youngest person working there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think I was 15 or 16 at the time. And this job was the worst. When you want to go to the bathroom, you have to go through, the little curtained-off area.
3: Oh. oh, no.
7: So guys are back there. When you walk in, everybody's like, you know, oh. the gazelle's caught in the, the jungle, you know, in the, on the plains. Oh. And then when you get to the bathroom, you know, you feel like you have to fear for your life, like you have to lock the door, put your leg up on the door, hover over the toilet, oh. like get some car- <laughs> every time you want to use the bathroom. How Uh, did
2: you do that? uh, Carefully. That sounds carefully. Whole ass exercise. But
7: let me tell you what was really horrible. The the terribleness of this job hit a high when there was this scandal. Right. So our (laughs) manager owner comes in. You know, look, we have a problem. We're going to have to go through all the tapes. We're going to have to read all the tapes. There's a problem. So we're all looking at each other like, and when I say we all, there's only three of us who work there. <laughs> and the other two people <laughs> are middle-aged folks, but they're very um, buttoned up, you know, white mm-hmm. folk mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So He's like, you know, we're going to have to go through the tapes, uh, you. And he points to me. <laughs> he's like, you're a smart one, right? You go to school, go, go read all the boxes. This was a time oh. when somebody you a box. This is like, blockbuster was nascent at the time, right? So they brought you the box, you took the box and put it in the slot that the movie used to exist Uh, in.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
7: So he said, you're going to have to go in the back and read all the boxes. The reason was because Tracy Lords had just been found out to be 15 or 16, something like 16 years old when she did the movies that she did. And so it was a federal. Tracy Lords,
3: Tracy Lords, popular porn star back in the seventies and early eighties.
2: I've never heard yeah. of her. I'm a Christian, but
3: keep going. Between me and you, I know exactly where I'm. I'm with you, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with, I had the blue tapes.
7: Just to be clear, this was the eighties, right? And what was <gasps> what was flabbergasting was that I was not older than Tracy Lords, who right. I'm supposed to be looking for her movies. I have no idea why he thought that was a good idea. So I had to go in the back. We had over two hundred titles. I had to read the box, and you know those titles are Ooh. horrible.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and that's back when the titles were stuff like Titty Licious" thirteen or like all that ass number nine, like all you the. Did you tell
7: oh. your parents that you had to do mm-hmm. that? Never, I couldn't bring myself to because I had got my ass all on my shoulders. Like I'm not getting a job with you all. I'm leaving here. You can't make, and then I can't go back and say this happened. So I
5: just had to.
2: (laughs) So Calabash Tea, very (laughs) familiar with the brand, and we are a fan. Could you explain to us the title and the occupation of herbalist, Mm. and what exactly that entails?
7: Well, that's a great question. So after I gave up my career as porn box reader, I went back to (laughs) my parents. Thank goodness. I went back to my parents' shop and buckled down on getting to know all the things I need to know about herbs, you know, medicinal Mm -hmm. wellness from that aspect. Um, And then I went to FAMU and uh, majored in biology, which was awesome and that black college experience nothing like it and then i went to tuskegee and did graduate work so um
2: okay. it was it was two fine <laughs> agricultural yes. institutions were, absolutely were talking
7: about? um so yeah. be, being an herbalist of course you can learn things that are scientific like what i did in school but then there are these unbroken chains of information that i took for granted uh, evidently from my first job <laughs> But that are really there to set in place the understanding that my greater grandmother and greater and greater grandmother, you know, these these old school Cuban and Jamaican women who had the knowing of things the knowing of herbs and were their village healers. And so I Mm -hmm. took on the responsibility of being that cultural custodian. So that's my job Mm. now.
2: Thank you, uh, Booker Hayat. And I'm going to read this verbatim from our research doc. Herbs, teas, and coffee beans hail from farms all over the globe where farmers are paid
8: fairly.
2: Oh, right now. And everything's grown with love. Talk a little bit about that as well as the social, how can I put it, the social elements that you've tried, the social issues that you try to address with your business regarding black and brown opportunities for black and brown people.
7: That's a great question. You know, Roy, um, Almost everything that makes life worth living in the morning, and and most times of the day are grown by black and brown hands, harvested by black and brown hands. That That were wearing the cotton, the coffee, the sugar, the the tea, cinnamon, the chocolate. I mean, you name it, vanilla, all of it is touched. So when you walk into Starbucks or wherever you're going, uh, you can believe that that our black and brown hands globally make these other people very, very wealthy. And Talk about it. in addition to that, where those shops are opened and who they hire means a lot. Mm-hmm. And we deliberately took on the mission that our parents had in opening up in Harlem and other parts of New York, you know, Queens, Long Island City, et cetera, to make sure that we're hiring folks that look like us, but not just hiring them, but training them my job is to make sure that the people that work with me also receive the information that would have been theirs had their education not been interrupted by things like the middle path being stolen from one continent Mm. to another otherwise Mm. they would come in contact with tropical and subtropical herbs and foods and so my job is really to connect modern people back to indigenous ways of healing. And first and foremost, to teach our own people, our own young people these things so that they don't think all the medicine in the world lives at CVS behind the counter with the people with the white yeah. jacket. And the idea of preventative herbalism as health so that we don't wait till we have, you know, diabetes and mother Nature's gonna take your foot. You know, like we have to really get to the place where we're doing more preventative measures because our levels of stress, and food scarcity, food apartheid, mm-hmm. food deserts create these conditions that we have high blood pressure, diabetes, you know, cancer rates. Our stress levels are through the roof because mm-hmm. you can't even just be black, as you like to say, Roy, It's mm. just, just stressful. I, I have but, a curious- you know, I was at- Yeah, Jacqueline, let me tell you something, JG. Yes. As, as Roy called you, I'm a super fan. You have oh. no idea. I yeah, am a super <laughs> fan. You come in with the with the nonsense, look, get the nonsense out of here kind of attitude. I just love it. Oh, thank you. I, you're, I, you're so
4: happy <laughs> and sweet. Thank you so much. Well, Those, I have a curiosity as Gable. well. Please
3: compliment Jacqueline Moore. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Well, I have a curiosity because there is this multi-million dollar business out there about detox teas and weight loss teas and snatch yourself teas. What's real? What's fake? What can we do to protect ourselves from people who are saying, buy this $70 tea and you're snatched? Now, I'm not going to spend $70 to do that anyway, but there are people who are interested.
7: Yeah, you know... Just as as we have a uh, educational uh, industrial complex in this country yes. where it's you know, churning students for money uh, at, at all kinds of collegiate levels. Right. We have an industrial prison industrial complex that, you know, as a a school to pipe, prison to pipeline school, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of thing. We also have a dietary industrial complex. Mm. And Mm. that complex thrives on making sure that we feel horrible about ourselves almost all the time. And Mm. that will create a void in us that can never really be filled. And especially when we talk about people of color, we're already talking about the foods that are not available to us. Um, and then down the street, we have 17 things that cost 99 cents on a menu. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do the math, right? So
5: yeah.
7: as we're stressed and we know stress causes weight gain, let's just use that as an example, right? Yeah. Since you're talking about the, the whole snatch thing, right? Um, we know that salt causes water weight gain. We know that, you know, so, so we have all these things that are being pushed at us, you know, Kool-Aid and drinks and Mm -hmm. high fructose corn. And then we're going to be sold a cure on the other side of here. Now you need to get snatched or you need this BBL. You need to get this. Mm. Yes. Let's go ahead and and shape you differently.
3: I got a question for you, Sunyata. First of all, I'm super happy that you are in D.C. because you're 12th Street Northeast, so I know exactly where you are. So when I come home, I will see you. And I noticed that you have like the names of your teas. You got Big Papa. Can you talk about like some of the, the inspiration and some of the things that you use to make the teas?
7: Yeah, I appreciate that. It's well thought out because we have to celebrate our own um i've mm-hmm. seen lots of businesses even here in dc that are not owned by us but they have That's big right. you know murals of biggie on the side and you talk know, about Chuck it on the side and mm-hmm. you know and
5: so
7: it's okay somehow you know sandwiches named after us and a bagel called the rihanna or whatever you know so it's okay right. to, to, to pimp our pictures and feed mm-hmm. our bodies literally to you know gentrified uh gentrified neighborhood residents when mm-hmm. really We have to celebrate our own. And if we don't do that, we can't complain. And we just wanna say to our folks, we love you and your creativity is amazing. And the least we can do is just make something delicious so that people can put it in their mouth.
2: When it comes to workplace stress, is tea something that is better consumed before work to help calm you before Mm. you enter a stressful work environment? or are there teas that you can sip? Like, do you have a, please don't let me slap my motherfucking supervisor flavor.
7: Oh, you know, in our understanding of modern medicine, we have these absolutes, right? And the thing that's great about herbs is that they just ask for homeostasis. They just ask for you to be in balance. So if your blood pressure is high, if your blood pressure is low, if you're having hibiscus, it's going to even it out,
5: hmm.
7: right? That's not to say that people shouldn't take their blood pressure medication if they're on it now, because this is not you're not gonna stroke out on my watch, but we will <laughs> we'll make some changes and then you can monitor those with, with your physician. Now, with, when we talk about stress, um, we have a tea called my last good nerve because I felt like people was always on my nerve, <laughs> And so
3: yes.
7: the nerve, that's the one when you just need to back off the ledge It's like smoking a J without the J. <laughs> that's what I need. Sometimes to just get, you got to get yourself together. And then You're the totally other so thing, that. That we do, I'll, I'll make sure you, you all get, get wonderful packages of tea. The other thing that we do that may be unique is that, Our great grandparents taught us how to make tonics, which we often call tinctures in this
3: culture. Yes, ma'am.
7: A lot of times you may not be able to stop. You're busy. You're busy on stage. You're busy, you know, writing jokes. You're busy doing whatever you're doing. So the answer to that is you have a distillation, a little extract. And it's in a spray bottle, and so oh. it's the same stuff that's in my last good nerve, but it's in a spray. And then you can just spray it in your mouth, put it back in your pocket. It's your secret. So yeah. before you walk into that stressed out board meeting, ooh. or like when it. you walk into a conversation with your spouse, and you're like, "Ooh, Lord," and you're like, ooh, "In your ooh.
3: mouth," I need um, you to send two of them bottles. <laughs> really good
7: gives right. you an opportunity to get it
3: together. You have a that version you can great. smoke. Just asking for a <laughs> friend. Just, just a yeah. and that shit. Yeah. You have it in 40 <laughs> ounce. Do you have it in 40 <laughs> ounce? You need a
2: 40 yeah.
7: of my last good nerve. I
2: cannot yeah, thank I you saying. enough for sharing your gift of <laughs> oh, wellness with you. people and also trying to create a little bit of sliver of equality while you're doing it. Also, thank you so much. I salute you for your time serving the porn industry well, you do not know. Oh, <laughs> you don't got know me. how many of them men came in there and rented them movies and was able to stay calm and keep their life together because they got oh one gosh. more chance to see ghosts.
3: Strike and strike again. <laughs> calabash
2: tea.com, calabash tea.com. Yes. Superfoods, tonics, spices, coffee. All types of stuff. You got seasonings on this site. Damn, curry powders. You are doing the damn thing. Ooh. And we celebrate you. Senyata, Amen. Thank you so much for coming on the job, fam. Thank you,
4: Senyata.
7: Thank you. Thank you all so much. I'm a super fan. Roy, you really do it every time, brother. I really appreciate thank you. you you. You're really my favorite comic. I'm not even I trying to be funny. You are top. I'll take it.
2: You hear yes. that Comedy Central, you motherfuckers, with a contract come up. <laughs> contract negotiations in too much, you motherfuckers, and it it's time to pay. <laughs> Sorry about that. To say something real quick. None so, of this
7: um, coin.
2: job fair. <laughs> After the break, the homie Narado will come on and drive this show off the rails, talk a little wellness and the scam that is the 40 hour work week. It's the job fair. We'll be right back. job fair back in this thing about that time where we give you all topics to break the ice with co-workers you can't stand co-workers are the opposite race to help us do that As a resident black people white people i just he comes to us from parts unknown looking like you're on the road this week right
6: where you at uh i'm in mississippi right now man Just got back from mexico okay that is
2: a fucking culture jeez you want to talk about two people? <laughs> <laughs> opposite fucking worlds. His mama named him Murado. We call him Rod for short. Were you down there in Mexico on vacation or was you had a little situation you was checking on a little expat you had to go up? A
6: little double dose. I was on vacation and you know I know how much trouble Jacqueline would get us into so I talked to who I needed to talk to. What? what goes and what doesn't with this avocado store we're working on. <laughs> <laughs> Deep cover rides. Right? I love it. Trying to cover everybody back because Jacqueline trying to get everybody in the head. Mm.
4: <laughs> no, I'm not. Just because I have valid questions
6: about the
2: cartels dealing with avocado farms. Don't stop that sentence at valid questions. They are valid
4: questions. I need to know how they're (laughs) flipping this money, how they're getting across the border. And also I need to understand why they are getting into the mix of these
6: avocado farmers.
4: I understand how valuable (laughs) avocados are, but this is
6: ridiculous. Jacqueline, do you know what Omerita means? It's the criminal organization code of silence. Yeah, And what you call valid is uh, shit that can get you killed for asking, let alone getting the answer and passing the damn answer to the world.
2: So, Rod, we're talking wellness this week and we're getting ready uh, when we get off with you. We're going to talk to some folks about the scam that is the 40-hour work week. You don't strike me as a dude that has issues with wellness and being calm and staying in a happy place. But if you do, what are your tips around
6: wellness with regards to the job? Number one, a lot of masturbation. If I could get people to get any addiction in this world, it's an addiction to orgasms. I don't understand why more people... Don't touch themselves six to seven times a day because nothing makes you feel better than having an orgasm. Nothing feels better than having an orgasm. And the release of endorphins and the stress relief. That's free therapy right there in the palm of your hand. But why
4: do you have to do it by yourself?
6: Because it's called masturbation.
4: But that makes no It's
6: self pleasure. <laughs> get a partner, and then you won't have to do it by yourself. That's so not
3: true. You still have if to do it by yourself. If
6: you get a partner, you, won't de- you don't need to masturbate if you got a partner. Both y'all are
3: wrong. What?
4: I'm going to practice now. I'm going to practice now for the opposite. You're going to practice person. the masturbation. You go for it. she just back say she was going to practice
3: masturbation? Did I miss that ride?
4: Yeah. That I'm going to sit back now and not ask any valid questions.
2: <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Dan South Georgia girl. Bigthink.com. Achieving the orgasm through masturbation provides a rush of feel-good hormones that can rebalance our levels of cortisol. This helps our immune system function at a higher level. The surge in feel-good hormones also promotes a more relaxed and
6: calm state of
2: being. Hmm. Shit.
6: I hate when he's right. right, but when he's right, he's right. You can call me crazy. But you can't call me a lot. <laughs>
2: right, Rod, give these people some topics that they can use to break the ice this week around wellness at the job.
6: Right off the bat, uh, a, a big wellness issue going on in the black community right now has to deal with high blood pressure and, and mm-hmm. the soaring rates among black people and black men in general. Uh, recently, Dr. Dre has come out and revealed more details about the brain aneurysm he suffered in January of 2021. And it turns out that my man was on the brink of death. And nobody really knew it, but his family said he had the aneurysm, it was supposed to be a routine situation. And he ended up in the ICU for two weeks and they wouldn't let anybody come up, including family because of COVID. And then he said he was shocked because all of a sudden they let his family come up and he just, Learned long after he got to the hospital that they let his family come up to say their last goodbyes, but the doctors didn't think he was gonna make it out of there. Ooh. Mm. And it stems from a high blood pressure issue. And he said he found it weird because he's a very health conscious person. You know, mm. we've we've saw, you know, if you've known Dr. Dre since he first started, Dre got buff a couple years ago mm. and dropped a lot of weight. So uh mm. even if you seem like you think you're super healthy, man, and you're watching your diet and exercising. Still get them checkups regularly. You never know what's Very going true. on in the inside,
2: and that's a yeah. shame, man. Dr. Dre, like the first billionaire, trillionaire, and them Beats headphones. Yeah, something yeah. to be to get all that money there. <laughs> <laughs> right.
6: Get like get all that money, get in the best shape of your life, and then die like the sickest nigga on the planet.
2: was <laughs> not that what killed your boy uh, Kevin Samuels, popular YouTube blogger and advice and relationship
6: guru? Yeah, had a heart attack. Yeah, mm-hmm. from high yeah. blood pressure. As
2: they love to say, looked healthy.
6: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looked amazing. Yeah. I still yeah, think man. he died having sex with that young girl he took home that night. It, that's what the word I means.
2: That's still
3: hard. That, that's definitely that's still a hard issue. You can't really do nothing about that. Mm-hmm. that one, just, yeah.
2: If you are a woman and a man dies having sex with you, what do you say to the next person you date about how your previous relationship ended, Jacqueline? Go. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm a killer in bed.
6: Damn. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Master P has a song about that a called Killer, killer Pussy. pussy.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, that happened in the color purple, remember? And she was happy about it because she got the house. Well, they gave the house away, but she got all the money and whatnot. Remember what she said? He died on top of it. you don't
6: remember that? I've never seen the color purple. Mm-hmm. That's
2: my biggest fear. Like in terms of ways to die that I don't like, like we, we're we're old enough to have all thought and pondered our cause of death, our potential cause of death. Mm-hmm. I
3: definitely don't want to die mid
2: stroke. Mm. Like, really, I can't think better of a no better way to go. Way, no.
5: <laughs> we did I fucking love it. you, right? Oh. For real, <laughs> bro. I love, I love the shit
3: out of you.
2: Bro. I, yeah. You don't want a cause of death that supersedes. Everything that you've done in life, because if you die wrong, it cancels out all of your achievements and accomplishments. It, like, mm. like, like your boy David Carradine, autoerotic asphyxiation, choking himself while masturbating allegedly.
6: It's what they said. Yes. Yeah, found that boy hung Tell up in the me, closet man. like a goddamn coat.
3: I'm kind of with Rod on this. I feel like dying mid-stroke is probably the best way to go out at any age. But, but going out masturbating, going out masturbating, that, that's, that's low. Having a heart attack while you masturbating and die, that's not the way you want to go.
6: Yeah, now nah, that's yeah. sad. Yeah, that now, you don't want to go out uh, me and solo. Yeah,
3: no, so. nah, that's bad. B. But if the last
6: thing somebody can say about you is my man was tearing that pussy up so hard, it Gotta hard, ta- hard. I was. I would love that to supersede anything I've ever accomplished like that. nigga died tearing it up. up.
4: I'm staying out of this conversation.
2: So that's wellness tip number one: is uh, <laughs> release a little oxytocin. <laughs> <laughs> and just. Don't do it with a belt and a closet. Please don't. Respectfully, to Brother Carradine. Let's flip it up real quick, right?
6: Respectfully. Um, On the other side of things, wellness, um, I I need white people to help save their dogs by keeping their germs away from them. Right now in Paris, we have the first case of monkeypox being passed on from a human to a dog. By a Parisian couple <laughs> who have monkeypox and continue to let their dog sleep in the bed with them, licking them all in the mouth. And
5: when mm. everybody
6: knows you pass on monkeypox by coming into contact with bodily fluids. And these people just rolling around in the bed with the dog and kissing them mm. and doing all the normal kissing. shit. The dog got the first case of canine monkeypox. And they know they got it from them because it's the exact same type of monkeypox they
0: got. That's nasty.
2: Here, here's a bigger question I have for you, Rod. Mm-hmm. Now, there's been propaganda by LGBTQ community, but they're alleging that the CDC has been promoting monkeypox safety and the spread of it as if it's an STD. And they're trying mm-hmm. to treat it as something that only gay people can give, and it's more likely the transmission rate is higher in the gay and the black community. Mm-hmm. And they're going, "Stop with the bullshit! You mm-hmm. can get it from touching a doorknob. Stop with the bullshit! You can get it from touching." the So we understand the right ways. Do we know for sure that monkeypox cannot be transmitted sexually from a human to an animal? And is somebody? Mm-hmm. Is there something more nefarious going on, Rod? Is somebody I, fuck I, that I, dog? <laughs>
6: Oh, I mean, when you put it, when you put it like that, it, it it reminds me of the the Ricky Gervais joke about how the theory is that AIDS was passed on from monkeys to humans through sexual contact, and that's how it spread around through human to human, and that the joke is about how. They said, the guy must have got it by coming in contact with it by chopping up chimp meat. And it was like, no. And it was like, well, the only other way you could get it is if you fucked that monkey. It was like, nah, I was chopping up chimp. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
2: this podcast is Uncle Rod's Story Corner. You get it wherever you get this podcast. Rod, right. we leave you to enjoy the fine state of Mississippi. Mm. And uh, we do wish you safe returns. Middle Tennessee.
4: And go watch The Color Purple. Get a grip.
2: I love podcasts that are of the people and for the people and meet the people and interact with the people. JG, who do we have?
4: We welcome hosts of the podcast Messy Situations, Kane and Michelle, to the show. Kane is an entrepreneur and co founder of the New York Wellness Club, The Well. Michelle is an award winning print and digital editor and currently serves as the VP of content at The Well. Their podcast, Messy Situation, encourages listeners to embrace the mess in their lives. Michelle and Kane will be discussing what sparked the idea for the show and share a few messy work situations of their own. Hello. Hi. Hi. Kane,
2: I want to start with you. You're the co-founder of this, (laughs) this wellness club. The will explain to me, like, because when we talk about ideation of as the great Alabama entrepreneur who was born a sharecropper in the 1800s, mm-hmm. Gaston once said, "Find a need and fulfill it." Mm-hmm. How did you decide that you knew how to help make all these motherfuckers wealth? Have you been walking around in New York City? First off. (laughs) These motherfuckers, you can't fix them. You can't. First off, first off, first (laughs) off. You
9: can't fix these motherfuckers. You're absolutely right. Um, And at The Well, we very much believe we're not here to fix you. We are here to help you on your journey uh, and to give you a little hand and to make it easy for you to fix your goddamn self. Because the fact is, is that no one can do anything for you. Um, Wellness and health and happiness uh, starts within, within, ends within, is a singular personal journey. And outside of systemic issues that hold people back and access and the things that we can expound upon for hours and hours that don't make things fair or equal, our job at the well, mm-hmm. and, the, and the reason why we started the well is, is my two co-founders and I, and, and I never take credit for the idea. It actually started with my business partner Rebecca. Um, we're looking for something like this. All of us, you know, Rebecca, Rebecca basically, and my business partner had had worked a really big job in finance, you know, ten years on a trading floor, you know, early mornings, late nights, seventy-hour weeks. The bullshit hustle that we sell ourselves as New Yorkers is like you know, the dream when really it's, it's torture. Um, And she found herself exhausted and tired and broken and flew to the middle of nowhere, Arizona, to Sedona, to the desert and checked into a a wellness retreat. And three days later, after some really good food and some really good sleep and some really good exercise and, and. Shrooms. That we we my weren't on the show. <laughs> were they weren't prolific yet, but but I love a good shroom. And Michelle loves a good shroom. We share that. Okay. Um but but
3: Oh my god, I love you both, instantly. Three days I love you both. Instantly. Three days later <laughs> she
9: felt like a new fucking person and she just asked herself, Why do I have to fly to the middle of nowhere, Arizona to do this? Everyone in New York is exhausted, everyone's broken, everyone's tired, everyone needs more wellness, but there isn't a place where I can go and just get it all in one spot. Um, and so her and my business partner, Sarah, my business partner, Rebecca came together and, and decided, you know what? We're crazy enough to think that we can
2: freaking build it. And we did. So Michelle, my my question to you, knowing what we know now about the well, thank you down South Georgia girl. On I'm on the website, the hyphen well.com. We're talking foot rubs, health coaching, recovery, IV therapy, breath work and functional medicine, acupuncture, and a lot of the Asian stuff, moving, movement and mm-hmm. and fitness, What you all have created, in my opinion, and correct me if I'm wrong, Michelle, is this oasis for people to avoid burnout and a place to unplug from time to time. How do you, as the person who creates the content, how do you this idea of burnout and convincing people, hey, it is okay to not do shit for a second. that is a new concept for a lot of us. Mm. It is a concept where, you know.
1: Absolutely. It's a new, It's honestly, it's a new concept for me in many ways because I came up, you know, through the ranks of magazines in Manhattan, go, go, super competitive, go, 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 you know, always go. climbing. Go. Editor deadline. Yeah, always climbing. I mean, this is, this is such a sick fact, but when I left a couple of jobs ago, I was the editor-in-chief of Yahoo Health. Um, that was a digital job. And when I left there, I realized that I hadn't had more than 10 days off in a row in 23 years. I hadn't taken more than 10 days off in a row. Now I would take four weeks of vacation in a year, but not in big chunks. Right? So I had, as far as Americans go, liberal vacation time, if you consider four weeks liberal, but I hadn't taken off a stretch of time. So I did at that point take off a stretch of time. And it was only then that I realized how badly I needed it. But I do realize in hindsight, Mm. I could have taken more time off. Or there should be a way to do that. Or there I should have had more access to modalities that would help me decompress. So
9: you should have because science will tell us if you had it, you would have done even more. You would have created even more. You would have done even better and and we've sold ourselves and and industrialized America and corporate America and, and this bullshit job system that we've created have sold ourselves this lie that if we don't work all the time and if we don't check in and if we don't overextend ourselves, we won't be productive. And the science irrefutably in like a hundred percent says like that's not true. Listen, they created the 40 hour work week because people were showing up in factories too drunk to work And they had to create infrastructure around it in industrialized America. Like there's real data that shows where this shit came from. It came from like farmers who started working in factories where used to be able to like swig all day and like, you know, work and drink. And then all of a sudden it's like noon, they're half wasted. And they're like, wait, 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 wait. We need to create some rules. That's where happy hour came from. Happy hour was like a sanctioned fucking paid by the boss (laughs) thing where they're like, if you wait until five o'clock to drink, we will pay. Like there's so much history. We will let you drink this yes. one out. <laughs> That's
3: it's, impressive.
9: It's crazy. And and the fact is is like at the well and, and really with messy situations is like we're not dogmatic. Listen, we're a wellness club that serves a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. I just drank a mm-hmm. I Word. just drank a bottle of rose in our restaurant before this interview. All we tell you is that listen, sleep well, eat well. Move well, make time for
2: this shit, make time for your family, have authentic connections. Okay, so then to that point, here's the conventional thing that I push back against when it comes to slowing down and you need to relax and stare at a fucking wall. We were told if you do something you love, you never work a day in your fucking life a lot of us are in jobs that we don't want to do or that we wish and we long for something else. But when you're in a position where you're doing a million different things that you enjoy, how do you, how do we get through to people that, Hey, every now and then don't do shit.
1: Here's what I want to say. Eventually your body tells you, right? It catches Mm -hmm. up and eventually your body tells you, and then you have a choice. Keep pushing through and feel like shit or tweak things and feel better and then enjoy the Mm. things you're doing more right so it is a learning process and some of us get to Mm. it you know a little bit later than others i think we're i think honestly young people have clued into this a little bit more they've come into the Mm -hmm. world For better or worse, but they've come into the world at a time where there isn't as much corporate, there isn't any corporate loyalty. (laughs) There are more entrepreneurs. Work from home is a real thing. And so they have more optionality than I had when I was in the of my career, right? I
3: worked in journalism a long ass time. But on the intern thing, what's my
9: struggle is like (laughs) they should get paid. People shouldn't have to work 70 hours a week. You should be able to have work-life balance. We have sold a lie to ourselves around this like career devotion or work devotion but where I struggle is with the discrepancy now between entitlement and effort where we we've, right. we've in, nice in holding and in giving people the space to like be like you are right you should be paid you are right you shouldn't have to work crazy hours. Instead of just like reducing one side, we're almost like pushing this entitlement of like give an inch, they'll take a mile type of thing. I struggle with the entitlement and I struggle with the, you know, I have kids who are like two years out of school who are like, if I'm not getting a promotion and a $25,000 raise every year, I am not being valued. Not that you're not valued. It's it's like, that's the thing. Why is it that you're not valued? It just might not be realistic. I don't know.
3: Interns don't need to get paid. I think you still need to go back to getting people's breakfast and working your ass off to get a position. I'm sorry, because you appreciate this shit more. I have one Mm -hmm. last
4: question, Michelle and Kane, about the well for that single parent out there, for those people who are working those nine to five jobs that only pay 13 or $15 an hour. You know, and I know they cannot come to the well. So, what can they do at the house for their wellness? I've looked at the prices. There's nothing wrong with your price structure. However, there are a class of people that just cannot. And we're aware of that. So, what can we do?
9: Our lowest thing is twenty dollars. Our most expensive is is above a thousand. So, there is a low price point, but still, we understand that. And that's actually why Michelle was hired. She was actually hired to take all the magic of our practitioners and all their wisdoms and all the things that we charge wealthy mostly white people for in our four walls and to create free content for anyone to do it at home and that's what her and her team actually spends all their time doing and so michelle and her team are literally tasked with taking the magic whether it's like six yoga poses you can do for anxiety or it's you know things you should eat to manage your gut health or it's 30 things to bolster your immune system that you can find in your kitchen nice. or it's, and Michelle can, can go on and on. It's all free.
1: Some of my favorite things to do at the well are to take a class yeah. or to get a foot rub. And those are relatively inexpensive things or to use the infrared sauna. So those, those are relatively inexpensive. And the, you know, the truth is the functional medicine, which is how all medicine should be practiced, but just yeah. isn't because insurance doesn't pay for it. Functional medicine is the most expensive price point at the well.
9: Making money is one thing, you know, doing like shit. You know, we have celebrity clients out the wazoo, but like to give someone a space that like they truly never had a space to feel comfortable or to feel well and for them to be able to say that, like that's why we're in this business.
2: Let's talk about the podcast messy situations where apparently uh, you all try to bring some of that knowledge from the well to help give people practical advice, to help get their shit together. Uh, break down the podcast for us real quick. I know it's relatively new. It just started this year, right?
9: Yeah, we're on episode 13. Um, so Messy Situations was birthed out of a personal project, one of my many things. I've recently finished a book by the same title. And the fact is, is that I'm a fucking mess in life. And, <laughs> and I'm a very open and honest mess from work, to personal life, to friendships. And and I've actually found that in sort of humorizing or honoring and telling my messy stories to friends and to family, I've been able to help other people who are maybe going through the same situation or going through something similar, learn from it or find empowerment from it or grow from it. And that I, and in life have like, I really have a hard time with all these people who pretend like their life is fucking perfect on Instagram when we all know shit's a fucking mess, like life is messy. Like it's, it's what we have. It's it's who we are. Mm. It's it's health. It's relationships. It's sex. It's anything it's work. It's everything can be up and it can be down. And the fact is, it's all going to be like this. This is life, right? It's a spectrum. (laughs) It's this wavelength. And so in writing this book and honestly, just documenting how many times I've, created disasters for myself or humiliated myself i started to realize that i'm not the only one michelle is a you know she under she undersells herself but she's probably one of the most prolific journalists of our generation she's been editor in chief of some of the most important magazines in the world and so i needed someone who could bring a journalistic and a and a i would say a, a much more educated and uh What's the word I want to use? I would say educate and experience view to helping people navigate their messes. So we decided to just create a podcast where we would pick a mess of every week, whether it's I'm in love with my boss (laughs) or, you know, my best friend stole my wife, stole my Hmm. husband and my business, or I'm so sick I can't get out of bed or, you know, menopause made me want to kill myself. And allow people to share their personal stories, but also bring in our experts and our doctors and our healers from the well to help give people advice. And the key is none of it, is, none of it is done from a perspective of fixing a mess. We don't believe in fixing messes. It's done in perspective of creating a safe fit space for people to share their stories, for giving people tools and knowledge to help them navigate life. And really for us to create a new sort of movement around fucking talk about the messy side of life because it's interesting and it's funny and we all have it and it feels really good to get it the fuck off your chest.
1: And as crazy as some of the messes have been that we've talked about, like my best friend stole my business, like my my best friend and business partner stole my (laughs) husband or some other crazy health crisis as crazy as everything is inevitably somebody comes comes to us and says oh my god i thought it was only me he
2: is former forbes (laughs) 30 under 30 for a reason and now the co-founder and cco of the well kane thank you so much for coming on the show and michelle thank you for your contributions as editor in chief of Cosmo and Ooh. all of the time at Women's Health <laughs> and Yahoo Health and where you are now, the editorial director at large and VP of content at the Well. Andrew, Instagram thank is playing, you so you're doing a great job. She's got like that Instagram, Instagram on fire. I definitely yes. gave you the
3: following. Oh my god. Guys, this has
2: been such a joy. Thank it's been
9: you. it's thank been the both. best job fair I've ever been to. So <laughs> thank, thank
2: you. For sure. Don't work too hard. That shit is a scam. After the break, we're gonna get into a little bit more of this wellness talk. This the job fair we'll be right back
0: this is it your moment this is your time to make your comeback with purdue global when you come back with a purdue global degree you create opportunity for yourself your family and your future it's a degree you can be proud of a degree that employers will trust and respect
2: Job fair, bringing it home. JG, who is on the line?
4: We have with us the artist Kim. And Kim started actively smiling as an entryway into inner peace. And we've also found that research shows that smiling can help regulate the brain and nervous system. So Kim began painting and sculpting smiles as a way to help people smile and be calm in the moment, moment, excuse me. And then also Kim is the creator of Smiles of Planet Earth. Hello, welcome Kim.
10: Hello, hello. Thank you for the hospital.
2: So when did you start equating your gift to mental health
10: and trying to better people's psyche it was always equated with the personal psyche realizing that it was a way to a productive way to release emotions Um, you also did martial arts Mm -hmm. so it was a combination of doing those martial arts as well as you know early on meditating a little bit figuring that out and then just drawing in Sheets of books of paper, filling up sketchbooks that were inch, two inch thick, full of different sketches just to get the emotions out. And it wasn't until you know after experiencing burnout in the advertising film um, commercial industry, after experiencing it there, being a creative director, being a film director and mm. realizing seeing some people had strokes that were peers, you know, Yeah, um, Mm. part of that um, live hard, work hard lifestyle. Um, No no. sleep. No
2: fear. I ain't had a meal in four weeks, motherfucker.
10: I ain't
3: slept in six days. Just
10: working through new business pitches and stuff like that. And it wasn't until realizing Mm. that the art played a really helpful part in regulating this nervous system calming the self, figuring the things out, and started actively smiling actually in Williamsburg, in Brooklyn, uh, as a way Mm -hmm. to figure it out. You know, you're having these suicidal thoughts, you're you're depressed, you're anxiety, you quit your advertising job to start this art thing and figure that out so you're also an entrepreneur now and you're figuring out your mental health as a part of that. And one of the things that came up instantly in the toolbox that's free, is to smile and realizing that that was helping the personal nervous system and the personal thoughts and mental health. And then seeing people in Brooklyn smile back, seeing people in, in the East Village, and the West Village smile back, seeing people uptown in Harlem smile back, midtown too. It was like, okay, cool, this is working. Uh, so ended up devoting the, the skills and really narrowing in on how to express this feeling into one symbol to make it as simple as possible for people to understand. And, you know, got end up getting that t- that symbol tattooed on the hand as a reminder. And then in that realizing that it was working for the self was like, oh, perhaps this will work on paintings. Perhaps this will work as a sculpture, as a way to get people to smile back as well.
2: Talk to us about the grind of working in advertising as an artist, because I know you got to draw this logo. You got to draw this thing. You got to this this campaign is coming up. Kim, we need you to hurry up and we need four inspiring images. (laughs) Hurry up, motherfucker. The, the, The stock price is going down. What was it about that world as an artist? Because to many artists and some who might be listening, that would seem like the promised land, right? Love of self.
10: Word. That was the cause of the pivot, yo, as you like to say, the pivot. You know, that was, a, it was mm-hmm. the cause of the pivot. And the the subsequent pivots, as you know, like in basketball, when you hit the first pivot, you might not be open, you gotta hit that second pivot, you gotta turn 180, yeah. maybe turn back, you know, so you before cut. you get the open opportunity. Uh, so didn't, it, at the time, looking back, knows love of self, at the time it was, yo, you've got heart palpitations, you're working 18- hours uh mm-hmm. in a day you know so, so as as a, as a you know the regular was 10 to work like a new business pitch was like 17 18 uh maybe the full 20. Mm-hmm. uh you're not really spending time in the cities that you go on tv shoots in and you're not even actually enjoying yourself True. in the city you're working you haven't even seen this mm-hmm. uh what else so it was just and, and going so- back to mm. you know have jamaican roots going to Jamaica. Uh, Seeing some other parts of the world, Brazil, and being there and just realizing like this isn't the way to like the way that you're living isn't the way to live and feeling a call from uh, source, feeling a call from the ancestors, like we got to fix some things and Mm. and thought it was just the job, you know, intentionally going into advertising, knew that this was to learn the corporate structure, to learn how the th- business works before going to start uh, a small business that was the intention walking in so when all these started to ha- when all these things started to happen it was okay this is the sign to go
4: if that's the case or if it wasn't the case how do you explain that if you're responsible for someone else other than yourself
10: the only uh, being was person responsible for was a four-legged friend so you know to okay. make that decision simultaneously new people that made that decision too, that had kids, you know, uh, can speak of a human being that had a same, uh, appreciate the compliment about enlightenment, had the same, uh, mm-hmm. Nirvana moment about this situation and flew to India and spent months out there yeah. learning that culture, learning that way, learning that realm of spiritualism to bring it back to America. And That's they so. coordinate that with their partner. They figured it out. Uh, so, it's really about trusting yourself, and that was the biggest thing. It was about trusting the, the intuition, trusting the heart, uh, and as a as a homie likes to say, utilizing the mind to do what the heart says, and not the other way around.
4: So you didn't have a mortgage, but didn't go ahead. Mortgage did end up homeless
10: <laughs> though, and uh, uh, that was a part of the journey. And even living, um, experiencing the street, you know, always knew okay. that this was a part uh. of the journey, and this was. What would this person was chosen uh, and knew, you know, even in, you know, sitting on the floor, like, can you live with the regret of not utilizing your full talents? And to answer your question, JG was making around hundred twenty thousand dollars at the time, uh, a year salary Uh and decided to pack. Which coast were you on? Oh, uh, it was Midwest, so the, the cost of living was very nice. Cost of living. Yeah. Uh, and just decided mm. to pack uh-huh. that in, you know, knowing that the ceiling of being an artist okay. is limitless. See. And also realizing there was a lot of self pressure. And that mm. was the bigger thing of letting go of the self pressure and letting go of the idea of what is a job, what is success, and mm. what is really, what mm. can be done to achieve those dollar amounts. That you yeah. that you thought, because in reality, how many black people do you know in advertising?
4: That's a valid point. Yeah.
10: You know, so walking yeah. in, <laughs> walking in was already an anomaly. So the yeah. idea of stepping yeah. forth and, and stepping into art didn't seem <clears throat> that far fetched in this mind. You know, uh, mm-hmm. so that's what fed the confidence. And to answer your question earlier, um mm-hmm. I think that there's been more of a priority around mental health than there was when had just graduated from college and stepping in and, and the motivation around going into certain things, there was still that shame around doing it, around stepping it's away from this much here. money, around stepping away from this position, around stepping away from um, this much notoriety and hmm. a trajectory to totally start this other course. And think that, believe that we are entering into a new period where people are accepting the fact that that's just a part of life. And that- Brilliant, yes. that exactly. you don't really start over. Yeah. One of the things that we no. really learned was that it was starting with experience. So starting this mental health campaign, it was like, oh yeah, you're walking in with all these, exper- you're walking out with creative director experience as starting a mental health campaign. You're not starting fresh, G. You know, you're starting wow. with directing all these mm-hmm. beer and TV commercials. Like, you know- what You've
3: done happens. this before. You've done this before. Now you just got to do it for real. Like, I know you just got a crib. I know you got the fly coloring book going with the smiles thing, man. So like, for real, for real. I just I just want to ask if there is a way that I can get one of your coloring books, the smile coloring books. I I want you to, you know, plug it. But I want one of your coloring books, bro. That's just for me. I really dig. Mm -hmm. I really dig what you're going through, man. I I really do.
2: I, I love. It. don't you send him no free shit man. <laughs> you make him pay for that shit just like everybody else Ralph make more than enough money he got coloring
10: book money Oh yeah, he's right <laughs> you can cash at smiles of planet earth smiles of planet earth is the cash at it's also the Instagram that's where all the murals are uh, love to paint more murals uh, love to do these temporary murals uh, these are also for sale you can buy a piece of this mural for to $125, depending on how much you want to spend on uh, the smiles and bring a bigger piece home. and also like to uh, also the, the murals are 20, $20 per square foot for those who want a mural inside their inside their space or outdoor space. OK.
2: Smiles of Planet Earth is the Instagram. You can go there and see all of the wonderful, wonderful artwork. You can purchase a coloring book <laughs> yourself included. Ralph Kim K.H. I'm about two of them. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for coming on the job. And thank you for being an inspiration to so many people. Yo, it'd be some people listening to these interviews, man, and they be on the low, but they out have been so, listening. I yeah. appreciate you contributing because this is this is serious. Like you walk away from 120K in the Midwest, motherfucker, you had a five-bedroom <laughs> house with two what? yards, and you was like, no. Art. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. Nothing but respect to you, brother. Thank you so much for for coming on the show. Thank you, Kim. Peace, peace, peace. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.